Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. the The connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Plus and Minus, the Taiwanese BL drama series. For those of you who don't know, I have done a review per episode when it was airing on the podcast. You can go check out the individual episode reviews if you like. But today, I'm reviewing the entire series as a whole. All right. So, what do I think of plus and minus? Well, I got interested in Taiwanese drama and Taiwanese BL drama in particular、um, in early 2020. So, I had watched Love Life in the Line, which is the J drama, which if you haven't seen it, you should turn off this podcast and go check out. It's on Vicky Rukatan, and I think it's on a couple of other platforms, but definitely turn this podcast off. Immediately and go binge watch that. The director's cut I will recommend over the series cut. So anyway, the ending is very very nice. So anyway, moving on. But I had watched the J drama, Love Life Online, that was available on Vicky, and then I had watched History Two, Right or Wrong about Shiaji and Zhao Fei, which. Again, if you haven't seen that one, you should definitely check out. And the thing that I really like about Taiwanese drama in particular is, I don't know how to say, and this is not to offend people from Taiwan who might think of this as a negative, but there is a sort of innocent kindness about Taiwanese dramas.、Um, it might just be the ones that I have seen, but the characters are. Very thoughtful for, to one another. I would say that's the thing that stands out to me about Taiwanese drama. It's like、um, whether you're talking about history two, right or wrong, or whether you're talking about Fighting Mr. Second or Return of the Runner-Up. Which, again, if you haven't seen those shows, go to WeTV and check them out because they are like seminal works. Whether you like BL drama or not, you're going to probably love them. So anyway, but the The thing I find most interesting about Taiwanese drama is the characters are very thoughtful, and also in many ways, and not in a negative, but very 
innocent people. It's like they haven't had the world beat the junk out of them, so to speak. So they aren't like these hard, crusty people. They're just like very nice, kind people who, yes, things might have gone bad for in their lives, but they're not going to let that mar their view of things. Now, I will say um, History 4, in my opinion, was an absolute travesty, which I'm not even going to go into. And I just didn't even review that series because it it's not the typical Taiwanese PL drama series. And I was like, no, just no, no, no. And the same with Make Our Days Count. Uh, again, no, 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 no. Do we really have to end things that miserably? I didn't even finish that series, but I'm just saying, again, do we really have to end things that miserably? So, moving on, cleansing from that topic. Okay, palette is cleansed. Plus and minus, though. So, I watched History 2 right or wrong. I had watched Finding Mr. Second, Return of the Runner-Up, which I literally did my work schedule around so I didn't miss a premiere episode because really... On the grand scheme of things, that was pretty momentous, that series, what two series is. And then we had I Do Be Left in House, which, lest we forget, was also a really good series. Yes, they did have their hokey moments, which were, you know, there were a few. But again, the, the likability and the innocence of the characters is what I found very endearing overall. So plus and minus, you have Jing Zheng, who is a lawyer and his best friend Huli Gong, who is also a lawyer. And they have been friends since literally they were toddlers. They were born a day apart as well. And it opens up with Huli Gong remembering when they were in high school and Xing Zheng had had a birthday party for Huli Gong and they had to run away from the um, school police because they were not supposed to be drinking alcohol and having cake on the roof of the school in the middle of the night. I mean, rules, who would guess? So anyway, and Xing Zheng had had too much to drink and gave um, Huli Gong a kiss, which he did not remember for the life of him. And so Fuli Gong wakes up and Fuli Gong is 27 now and Xing Xing and him still live next door to each other pretty much. They eat breakfast together, they go to work together at Fuli Gong's dad's, which is a law firm, and their life is pretty structured. There is very little change. It's the same day to day to day. Now, this year though, Xing Zheng's dad is like, Xing, you're almost 30 years old. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but I was just reading an article recently that said most millennials, like 56% of us, are still unmarried. So I really don't understand why everyone's like, <laughs> when there's so many of us. I'm like, we'll either get married or we won't, but it isn't something to go <laughs> over. So anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I find that kind of funny. So anyway, Jing's dad has set up some blind dates. Jing and Fu's dad has also, I can't remember if it was Fu's dad or Jing's dad thought to help Fu, he would also set up Fu with some blind dates as well. Now, I'm not really sure what's with the blind date thing in Taiwan. I don't know if this is like a thing that happens quite often over there. I haven't had any of my Taiwanese friends ever mention this kind of weird blind date thing where you don't even know the girl, they're like a friend or a friend of a friend. 
or a friend of your cousin, which you haven't seen in years. So anyway, both Fu and Jing go on their blind dates, which the morning plane dates go really bad. I mean, no offense at all, but I'm like, the women were, yeah, they were weird. I mean, not just a little weird. I mean, like, one just wanted to talk about desserts, and she was like, you know, I like dessert, but I can go to a bakery and get a dessert. I, I, you know, and the other one thought that because Jean worked in a law firm, he must be dealing with murderers, and he's like, we deal in civil law, divorce cases, that's, that's it. We don't, you know, go after the big criminals and all that. So anyway, that went uh, fabulously for them. And then in the afternoon, she comes to her and he's like, you know what, why don't we just liven things up and get this whole bloody blind date thing behind us and we will be actors. Now, I don't know where the actor played Zing learned English, but it's really, um, his pronunciation is very unique. So when he's trying to speak in English and pretend to be the actor director, um, it's kind of funny and he doesn't mean to be and I'm not I'm not making fun of the actor I'm just saying it's kind of hilarious as an English teacher because I'm going you know in the k-dramas the guys sound like poly girls even my friends from Korea will say the same thing and in the Taiwanese dramas usually they have perfect English I mean like native speaker level English but for some reason he keeps saying actor director and I'm like where did you learn to speak English I mean I don't mean really like I'm curious so anyway, he's busy being the actor director with his script, where he um, first is Fuse, and Fuse sitting there and going, um, I did it, I'm fully gone to that. And um, the woman's saying, oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he says, would you, are you prepared to date someone who is a truly terrible person? And I'm sitting there going, you know, I can imagine fully gone being many things, but the idea of him doing anything remotely terrible in his entire life is something that I'm going, it's just not going to happen with Fu. So I'm sitting there losing it on the couch in the first episode going, Fu doing something really terrible. You know, I've only met him in this first episode, but I can guarantee it's just not going to happen. So anyway, that makes the woman pick up her coffee and leave the table with a righteous flourish. And he's freedom and then is um Jing's turn and Jing ends up um telling the woman that he wants four children or maybe five kids and he um likes jigsaw puzzles he doesn't really like to leave the house um she wants to get married right away and well she wanting you and I'm going um again the accent he doesn't talk strange in any of the other episodes but the um the accent in this one is comical. He did not mean it to be, but it is if, if you're an English teacher. So I'm saying there are others, you know, over Fuli Gong saying, can you imagine doing something truly terrible? And I'm like, yeah. no, I can't imagine that with you. And then um, uh, Xing Zheng going, I wish you on you an actor director. And I'm sitting there going, this shouldn't be funny, but it is. So anyway, if I was speaking in Mandarin, though, I'm sure the two of them would be laughing at me because, again, I'm not good at Mandarin yet. But um, so that's how the first episode goes. By the second and third episode, um, Jing, we find out his 
dad raised him and his sister. Um, his mom is not really part of the picture. And Jing has a lot of anger against his mom for, I would say, kind of a good reason. I mean, she wasn't a part of his life at all. No explanation as to why, just gone. And that bothers him, even though he's almost 30, because he didn't have closure. And truly Gong is really good at kind of calming Jing down when he gets into one of these funks about his mom. Um, Jing also has trouble with a bit of a drinking habit. So if he does drink too much, who helps him get home, gets him in his place, then, you know, leaves. And by the end of the day, we find out that Jing had given Truly Gong a magnetic key fob that the other part, one's plus one minus, the other key fob was missing when um, Truly Gong was also going to give him a magnetic key fob. Well, come to find out, I guess that's a, what do call it, a couple gift back in the day. So anyway, but um, by like episode six, Truly Gong, um, it is found out by Jing, like Jing, and Jing is kind of shocked and trying to sort this out and not doing a good job initially. Now, I will say, um, when you first meet Jing in the series, I think my initial reaction was, I felt a little bad for free. I'm not trying to be bad at all to um, Jing, but I'm like, why would Fu like Jing? I mean, Jing is a lawyer. Um, they both share the same career. They've both been friends for years, yes. But you'd think he might be with someone who's maybe a little more reliable and a little less prone to drink too much alcohol and do stupid stuff. But by the, by the episode seven, eight, I'm going, you know, it reminds me of Bad Buddy. And I think, you know, this show came out a year after Bad Buddy or approximately a year after Bad Buddy, and I think that there's a reason for that, because I don't think you would have had plus and minus if you hadn't had Bad Buddy first, and for those of you who have watched Bad Buddy, if you watch plus and minus, I think you'll know what I'm talking about, because the thing about Jing is, yes, he's immature, yes, he does really stupid stuff, and yes, I think most people would undoubtedly say that they do like Fu better, because he does have a more steady character and is way more thoughtful. But I will say that Jing surprises you. He does try very hard. It's like in, I think it's episode 11, when Fu is, no, episode 10, when Fu is talking, was it episode 10 or 11? I can't remember there's 13 to 12 episodes, because there is a spinoff episode, which is fabulous. But um, anyway, we'll get to that. But when Fu is talking to Jing's dad, and he says, you know, Jing's name means shield or protector, and he is so bent on protecting his dad, who you, and his sister, and all those he cares about. It's like that is his modus operandi. And you know, I think that is Jing's modus operandi. He tries to protect those he cares about. Not does he always do a good job. Oh, heck no. But he does try. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, the reason that Fu and Jing end up together is because, number one, they've known each other for years. They know all their quirks. They know all their positive. They know all their negatives, not to be playing off the plus and minus here. But also, they both 
have the other's best interest at heart. It's like, I think a lot of people get together because they think that they are, you know, it's passion or romance or all that. But I think sometimes it really is, is it best for the other person? Even like when everyone was like sending dagger eyes at Rue's character in like episode 10, when he broke up with Jing. I think, you know, even that was because Fu didn't want Jing to lose his dad. Like, oh wait, we can break up. You'll still have your dad. You'll still have your sister. I'm not going to break up the family that you've always known. You've already lost your mom. And even in that situation, I think, you know, again, the care is what was really interesting in this drama. Also, we have the laundromat owner and the bartender this one which you know rookie um and i can't mr lai mr lai and yuki i'm like they were a strange couple but it seemed to work and got along well with lele and so there you go but um i'm gonna backtrack and talk about that a little bit mr lai is a laundry mat owner who has dreams of brewing coffee. He really has a very, kind of like Kulibong and Jing, they have very structured lives. Nothing really changes. Everything's the same. I think that everyone likes it that way. But Mr. Lai ends up chatting with Yuki down at the bar, and then suddenly um, things kind of evolve into more than chatting, and Mr. Lai doesn't know what to do about that, and then he's worried about Lele. And you know, though, by the end of it, I'm going, Mr. Lai needed someone, maybe not Yuki, I'm not saying he needed Yuki, I'm simply saying he needed someone in his life who helped him gain courage to try new things, like opening a coffee shop cafe on the side of the laundromat, because you can have both of your dreams if you want to, so... Also, sitting there and going, you don't have to keep all the clothes that nobody ever picks up for years on end, that was that was progress for Mr. Lai, and he would not have been able to do it had it not been for Yuki. So, you know, I think that this series is mainly about not necessarily how people end up with people who change their perspectives, because I don't think really no one's perspective was, like, greatly changed by being with, like, Fuligami Mishin or Yuki being with Mr. Lai. But I think that it's more about people's lives being better because they are together rather than apart. It's like the quote in um, Supergirl when someone asked Dreamer if she was in a relationship with Brainy, and she's like, no, it was more than that. It was like we were partners, which I think, you know, it's one thing to be in a relationship with someone. It's another to consider them your partner in, like, how you approach life. It's like the example of what was it? Fellowship of the Ring. When Frodo and Pippin and Sam are on the top of that hill fighting the, um, the Dark Lord's minions, the ghosts, they're like the witch kings, and they are back to back fighting. Whereas most people are like, da 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 da. In the relationship, I'm going, they have each other's backs. They are going to protect one another. They've got the same viewpoint. It doesn't mean they agree entirely on everything, but they're going to support one another when push comes to serve. And I think, you know, that's the thing with plus and minus is the couples 
were stronger and more determined together than they were apart, which is one of the reasons I think. But also, this has a lovely musical track list by Amy. I do not know her last name, but I will drop that in the lesson. Or not the lesson notes. Okay, I've been teaching English today. But anyway, I will drop that in the the notes to this or what do you call it? The description to this podcast when I get those descriptions updated. But again, it has a wonderful um, soundtrack, which if you haven't heard, you should definitely go check out. Um, I'm also going to drop, someone did a really cool music video on um, Fu Gong and Jing that I will drop as well. I think it was um, To Him Blaze, this, the channel, which if you haven't checked out, he has, or they have a lot of um, really cool music videos. So you should definitely check them out. But um, I would give this series a 9 out of 10. Now, I will say this is not an entirely kid-friendly series. I would definitely skip a part in, I think it's episode 11, 10 or 11. I can't remember. It's the second to the last episode, right before the spinoff episode, where they do get a little too romantical. But I will say I'm going they're engaged they can do whatever the heck they want but i would not watch that with the kitties um now in episode 12 the spin-off episode i thought that one was kind of very very funny because in that episode we have um jing and fu have gotten married and jing drank too much so fu is having to haul them out and mr lai and yuki are having to help them out and yuki is intoxicated too stupid stuff so Mr. Lai has to get him out of there and um but during that time you have a flashback where Jing is back in high school with Fu and like basically the what if of if he had known everything would things have been different and if so how would they have been different and I really liked the episode because it was like it gave Fu recognition for basically being the person who he was for 10 years so anyway it goes from like the time that he was 18 now he's like 28 but anyway and especially the I mean no offense but I'm going that was that was bloody hilarious with um no it wasn't entirely um again I don't think it was terribly unkid friendly but um, I thought the part where he's like so uh, you're, you're back in time with my 18 year old self because my my 28 year old self isn't enough for you and he basically pins him down and wrestles him and I'm like that was that was very hilarious to me so anyway but um that is how the series ends and I really do like the spinoff episodes they don't really have like um this is made by singer actor the company which you cannot find anything about that online, except that they also made I Do Be Loved in House. But um, I would say the other thing that was interesting about this series was it was kind of a spinoff of I Do Be Loved in House because you had um, she, uh, Jin Yuzen and Shi Li came into the divorce center because they've been married for 10 months and are having battles on purchasing of campers for example I'm going you know I really don't see them ever getting divorced but I can see them saying they're going yeah and then to 
so I can call it off like they did in the series. But anyway, that was kind of funny. But also I'm sitting there going, I still don't see Sheely ever doing that to Jin Yuzin because Jin Yuzin has been through hell before with that kind of thing. And I'm going, if you really care about someone, you're not going to put them through that same kind of hell they went through with their previous relationship just for kicks. I mean, and it's not like either one of them did anything terrible either to warrant that kind of um, conundrum, as it were. So I was sitting there going, it, this is a little funny on one hand, but it's also very un inconsiderate of Shili on the other. And I do realize Shili is younger and maybe a little more um, reactionary in his approach to life than Jin I will say I think Jin would be equally reactionary on certain subjects. So I'm like, yeah, they just need to sort out their differences and have a cup and just calm down, which they did in the end, a cup of coffee. It really helped with the recording and interview with Junior Zen and uh, Fridley Gall. Yeah, everything calmed down. But anyway, I would give the series an absolute 9 out of 10. I would probably give it a 10 out of 10 if I didn't have to skip any of it with the kitties. But I did have to skip a couple parts, like the right before the wedding. And then also one part with Mr. Lai and Yuki. Um, yeah, Mr. Lai should not drink alcohol or copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah, it wasn't a good plan. But anyway, overall, this series was very good. I highly recommend it. It is still not of the same caliber as Fighting Mr. Second, her return of the runner-up, but I would say it's a close second for me, and I do like it better than um, I Do Be Left in House, although I am a huge fan of I Do Be Left in House. I did like this one better simply because I really liked Fuli Gong. He's a very... Um, very sweet character. I don't mean that in a weird way. I'm simply saying he's a very kind character. And I really like that. And Shin grows on you. It's kind of like how you originally feel about Pat in Bad Buddy and you really just want to swat him. I mean, there's very few people that make me feel that way. But it's like when you first meet the character of Pat in Bad Buddy, you, you have dark thoughts. Let's just put it that way. I mean, but you don't buy three or four episodes and you're going, you know, you aren't as revolting as I thought you were. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. But it's like I was watching it with one of my friends and they were like, you know, Anna, this was interesting because you really do want to dislike Pat. But he really does show himself to be far more mature than you think he would ever be by like episode five. And I'm like, I know. Isn't this shocking? People can change for the better if they really work on improving themselves. <laughs> Anyway, those, those teachable moments, yeah, we all, we all have them, and we all have been packs at some point in our lives, but hopefully not for too long. So anyway, that is my review of Plus and Minus, the series. You can watch this on Gaga Lubala, you can watch this on Katan. I think there might be another platform you can watch it on, but those are the two that I would recommend. I will say um, Vicky Rukatan still stands as having the best English subtitles so far for different shows. Although it was interesting to watch it on both platforms simultaneously because it, it was a little different. And there were some points I went, you know, 
Gaga might have a better translation on this point, but Vicky Wukatarpa overall has the best translation. And that is my review of plus and minus. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.